Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Hey, what's up, Bar listeners? Before we get into this episode, want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by AGTV. That's right. The people that made the American Gospel documentary has come up with a streaming service app. It's pretty much like Netflix for solid biblical content. Go to watch AGTV. Use the code BAR, the number one, to get 10% off the monthly rate. AGTV is so awesome. They also have our very own Just Thinking podcast on there. So you want to make sure you go to watchagtv.com. Use the code BAR, the number one, for 10% off. To the bar, come on and pull up a seat and open up your Bible. What a wonderful feast! The living bread, and we're discussing what it means for the streets, the inner cities, and the burbs, and every person we meet. This is where we challenge worldviews that we hear from world news. In light of the scripture, we are here to serve you. We're your source for resources to help you on your way as you battle mean forces. This is for the people who can see the importance of sound theology and the scripture that support it. And this is for the truth lovers, biblically reforming, preaching Christ to the nations. Yeah, welcome to the the Reformation, yeah. The bar, biblical and reformed. Welcome everybody to the bar. It's your boy Dwayne in the building, right back in here another Tuesday. Super excited as always to be bringing you your favorite podcast, coming through your speakers, your earbuds, wherever you listen to the podcast. We are grateful. And like I start every show, every Tuesday, I want to take time to thank the listeners. You guys are awesome. Um, actually, we're coming off of the G3 weekend, and it was also meeting a lot of you guys and and uh, people wearing their bar gear on, uh, we'll call it official bar day at G3. And um, while I was there, I got to reconnect with a lot of really good friends. Uh, one being our guest today, which is a repeat guest, none other than Mr. Tim Chalice. How are you today, sir? I'm doing all right. Thanks. I, I missed that. It was awesome. It was your day at the conference. I missed that part, but that's cool. Of course. Well, yeah. see, you got to follow the hat. You got to follow the bar, man. We we posted it was our day. That was supposed to wear your shirt, right. and I'm gonna send you one day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I heard a lot about that shirt. Still haven't seen it. Good deal, good deal. So, Tim, those that might have missed the first time you were on with us, actually, it probably was after the conference last year. I'm trying to remember. But um, those that missed that episode, kind of give a brief introduction of yourself, whatever you want to share, whether it's personal or professional, I want you to do that right here. All right. Tim Challies, I'm from Toronto, Canada. Um, I'm a pastor of a church there on a part-time basis. Uh, full-time, I'm a writer, a blogger. I write... Um, Every day on my blog about Christian life and doctrine and things of that nature, and I write the occasional book as well. How's that? Good enough oh, intro. That's awesome. That's that's a great one. That's a great intro. Brought up a lot of stuff that uh, some of the things we're going to cover. Um, right. Reason why I brought you on is uh, 
uh, I talked to you a little bit before about it going into the new year, man. I wanted to uh, talk to my listeners about, you know, our productivity and and uh, just being uh, productive and, and having a good balance of life and, and, and work or ministry. Um, and reason why I, I pulled on you, I know you might be thinking, why am I pulling on you? Because, you know, despite, you know, you, you lease a blog every day, like you just said, and you're also a part-time pastor and book writer and also travel and speak. Um, talk about a little bit uh, some of the, I guess, uh, parameters you put in your life or disciplines, I should say, to help you stay focused and make sure you, you achieve your task? Yeah. Yeah, good question. I'm a, a naturally, um, I'm not an organized person naturally, naturally disorganized. So, um, for many years, I was trying to accomplish certain things and just really frustrated by my inability to do what I wanted to do and uh, found myself missing deadlines and forgetting stuff and just being generally disorganized in life. So I had to go through this process of trying to, to figure out how to be more organized. And I think like a lot of people do, I tried to t- do the shortcuts, you know, like just go jump jump on the internet and find some article about five amazing tips that'll forever transform your life or something like that, <laughs> right? And and just try and do something really quick that would change everything. And not surprisingly, that didn't work. So what I had to do is go through this process of finding a, a theological grounding for my life or theological grounding for productivity. And that was a, a project that took me really a couple of years of, of trying and just narrowing things down and um, coming up with just processes I could put in my life and um, patterns and habits and all of that. And um, I think that was successful. And then after that sort of took root in my life and I've been living it out for a while, I ended up writing a short book about it, trying to help other people discover what's the point and purpose of productivity, how, how should we as Christians be productive, and then how can you live that out through patterns in your life. Right, right. Yeah, I remember uh, seeing the book. You definitely should send me a copy because I need it. But that's a little side plug there. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, that that's that's very interesting, man, because as soon as you said that about looking up the quick tip, I mean, that is this generation and my generation. You know, we instantly yeah. go to YouTube or or we look for a podcast that's talking about productivity and, you know, we think we can just do that. And so what were some of the like basic things uh, that you put in place to help uh, establish this productivity. Because first, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest. I was surprised that you're just not naturally that way. Um, just I just assume you would be that way. Um, but talk yeah. about some of the basic things you put in place to uh, to help with that. Sure. The most basic thing of all is not a process. It's not an app. It's nothing like that. The most basic thing is theology. Right. Why am I here? What does God expect from me? Therefore, what should I expect of myself? And uh, really, the whole point and purpose of the Christian life is to do, to do good for others, which in turn brings glory to God, right? So we exist for the glory of God. How do we bring glory to God? We bring glory to God by doing what's good for others. And so, in that sense, good works, not good works that save me, but good works that flow out of my existing salvation, those good works are really the point and purpose of my life. That's what I want to, to aim my life at. And so the, the foundational thing I needed to come to was I want to live in a way where I'm doing as much good for others as I can. And that now requires some structure in my life. Now I've, I need to be organized in certain ways so I can do more good for other people um, rather than doing less good for other people. So it's a way of living outside yourself and 
And uh, when you find that you're now living for the good of other people instead of just living for your own benefit, living for your own good, I think you find it as a Christian, you find it not only freeing, but really inspiring. Now you want to live in that way. Now you want to be organized, not not just so you can thrive, but so other people can thrive. So it's really about targeting your life at loving other people. Wow. Yeah, that that right there is just profound within itself, just because you know, first thing I think about when I think about being organized and being, you know, productive, I'm thinking about how it'll make me better. But to, mm, to take right. it and look at it from perspective of making someone else or helping someone else, that is, that's profound, man. That if nobody else get anything out of this show, I'm, you know, we could like, like the old church say, we could say the benediction and go home. Cause that's, that's really <laughs> good. That's, that's a, um, so well, one uh, of the things I guess, you find, let me just throw this. And one of the things you find is that every every different kind of life, every culture, every group that that will look different, right? How you aim at doing good for others, but um, so the particulars of it will vary a whole lot from person to person and life to life. And um, some people will need certain apps and other forms of organizational tools they can bring into their life. Other people won't. But so much depends on the the particulars of, of the person. But I think the heart of it is true for every person, that we're living for the good of others. And so this, this process then of being creative that way um, and just being really thoughtful and prayerful about how I can target my life at that. And I think as a Christian, you can get behind that, right? You can you can see the good in it. For sure. Uh, you can see the, the joy of it. No, that, yeah, that that is so true. That is so true. Um, and, and just seeing that, you know, the the – what you do, you know, how to fix others. Um, cause you can take any, like, not just let's say ministry, but even on, on the work side, you know, I, I'm a full-time recruiter, you know, my, if I can bring some of those tips and be better at, at my job, I can see how that gives God glory and also, you know, adds value to people. So no, that's really, really good. That's really good. Um, yeah, man. Appreciate that. Good deal. <laughs> so um, I, I guess, you know, my next question, because, uh, uh, you know, I love the, the theology piece and, and bring glory to God. But what are some more, I guess, practical things uh, that you found to be helpful uh, with with, uh, with this this process? Sure. Yeah. So one of the things I implemented that I think is really important is a system of reviews, if you will. So every morning, just taking a short time, like literally can be two to two or three minutes in the morning just to commit the day to the Lord, but then also just to look at, essentially look at all the things you could do for the day ahead and then pick the things you will attempt to do. And so I call that a quorum deo, just a little phrase I borrowed from R.C. Sproul. Um, but quorum deo is before the face of God, just um, acknowledging that I'm living this day in the presence of God for the glory of God. And so just what, what will I need to do in this day, uh, the day ahead of me, to make sure I'm doing that? And then at the end of the week, doing more of a, a big picture review, just kind of thinking, what are some things I can do in the week ahead that would bring glory to God and do good for other people? So that's a time to, to prayerfully consider the week, consider the opportunities that will come and how I can make the most of them or how I can generate opportunities to express love for other people. So I think those two things and, and then implementing certain um apps or um, using calendars, those sorts of things, you can really build some patterns and some habits that are very, very uh, freeing in the end. Wow. Wow. 
that good stuff, man. Good stuff. Cause, and, and I, I imagine, um, cause I try, this is something I try to do every day is, is carve out. Uh, I wake up before I got a house full of women, my wife and two girls was three girls. One is in college. And so I wake up before everybody else and I go downstairs and that's when I, you know, make my, you know, lunch and, and I actually try to have a little devotional time so I can actually probably incorporate some of that during my devotional time and prayer time. Is that something, you know, you think would, would work? Yeah, it, it matters. It varies so much from person to person. So for me, I, I have my devotional time in the morning, at least when I'm at my best, you know, getting up. First thing I do is kick the blog at the door for the morning. And then I, by then I'm a little bit awake. So I sit down, read and pray. Then family gets up and I uh, help my kids get out the door. And then I just take, that's when I take that time. So just two or three minutes before the start of my work day. Uh, that's what works best mm. for me, but it could be different for everyone. But I think, again, just that, that time to sort of step back for a sec, pray just briefly, and then just for a minute consider, how am I going to get out ahead of this day, right? Instead of just mm-hmm. responding to everything that comes along. And again, in some workplaces, that's the way it is. Um, you're, you're very responsive. But for others of us, we can at least to some degree set the trajectory for the day. Who am I going to call? What are the, the projects I'm going to mm-hmm. take on? Those sorts of things. So just trying to get out ahead of things a little bit. And um, trying to own our schedule before our schedule owns us. Right, right. No, that's 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 definitely definitely good. Good tip. Um, and I just I I think I kind of do that, but not necessarily in a productive way. Like um, I kind of do a uh, you know because I'm I'm a grew up athlete, played football, basketball, ran track, all that stuff. And so one thing that that I learned from that is just kind of visualizing you know, the, the day or the challenges that you may face. Um, so I kind of do that kind of on a, I guess, a motivational side, but I definitely would want to incorporate some of the, uh, productivity side because, uh, I'm naturally, you know, uh, like, like, like our dear brother that we're going to have on with you later. I'm naturally not really good at (laughs) productivity, just on a natural basis, so that's 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 a really good tip. Are you you ready to shout him out? We we, we might want to leak his name. He might be on later uh, this season. Uh, what, what's the brother name that goes to your church? Sam Say Samuel Say. As he's not everyone when I'm out and about, people refer to him as Samuel Say. I've never heard him referred to Samuel. He's just Sam or Sam if you want. But yeah, Sam Say. Uh, so, uh, becoming well yeah, known as a blogger and a tweeter. Yeah. Um, but he's just a. A good friend who goes to my church and a guy I love very much. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, we that be be on the lookout for that episode. I can't wait to have them both on. Um, it's gonna be fun. Uh, speaking of blogs, um, because like you know, you literally like kicking out blogs every day. I mean, literally, that's when I wake up in the morning. I'm hitting the shower because I, I, you know, don't be flattered or anything, but I have your tweets on notification, so <laughs> right. I see. First thing, man, like, like, wow, like, you know, like, Chalice, he's up, you know, he's, he's sending out blogs, man. So, uh, uh, we'll, we'll switch gears a little bit. We talked about this, you know, the whole blogging thing, like, uh, your consistency first. Well, let me back up. Let's talk, let's talk about your consistency first because, yeah. um, it literally, I mean, it's literally every morning. Like, honestly, if I wake up one morning and I don't see that notification, I'm going to be like, okay, Jesus must have came back or something is going on. Like, like, let's talk about how, how do you get to this point of being so consistent and, and able to, to, to produce like that? 
Yeah. Um, honestly, it's so I, I've blogged for every day for maybe 15 years or something silly like that. But um, the reason I, I've done it that way is it really started as a one-year thing. I was blogging and I was doing it very badly and inconsistently and just sort of set myself the challenge years ago. Like, why don't I just try and blog every day for a year? And that will force me to either commit to it or just give up and walk away. And so I made the commitment, and you know what? I found I could do it every day for a year. I kind of hit the end of the year, and I thought, oh, it was fun. I enjoyed that, and I liked what it forced me to do. Um, so I decided to commit for another year, and it's just sort of kept going. And now it's gone on so long, I feel like I need a really good excuse to miss a day. And um, so I haven't had that thing happen yet where it's like, well, it's so significant. I had to take a day off blogging for it. So. I just kind of keep right. going with it, and now it's just kind of reached the point of silliness, but, you know, mm -hmm. I'll just keep it going for the time being. Awesome, awesome. Well, you you actually, I, I'm going to beat you to your challenge. Uh, when, when we saw it, we talked to G3, uh, you challenged me to start trying to blog um and 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 actually you made a post a while back about looking for younger bloggers what is so significant about the blog that you think what you know i guess the reason why you're so passionate about it and then you know wanted to to keep going want new bloggers and more people involved in it what's so significant about it yeah i think there's a bunch of things but i i think blogging fits a nice space between books and tweets right there's some things that are, are they're worth more than a tweet. Tweets come and go so quickly, we forget about them as soon as they're posted. They don't have any sticking power. You, how often do you go searching in Google and you come across a tweet, right? Like they're just, they're, they're here and gone. <laughs> and then there's, there's books which are very long and take a very long time. I mean, people may not know this, but if I submit a book to a publisher, it's usually about a year before that book actually comes out. So it's this long, long, editing and printing process, which is which is great. I mean, it, it helps make them better. But somewhere between the two, I think blogs fit in nicely where we have the ability to say something that's more than 280 characters. Um, but it also takes us a little bit longer. And, um, you know, we, we have to put a little more thought into it. But then it's also not too long. It, you know, it, so I think it just fits this space nicely. And it allows some urgency as well. So when things happen, you may not want to wait a year and a half for somebody to write a book and get it through the printing process. Blogs allow us to be right. to be more responsive. So I think there's a lot of good in them. They're a great way of developing your voice as a writer, great way of becoming a better writer. There's a lot of benefit in them. And I'm I'm really eager to see the, the blogosphere, if you will, continue. I think there's a lot of benefit. And very eager, you specifically mentioned younger writers. I'm very eager to see younger writers uh, rise up. I'm also very eager to see writers in other countries. Uh, there, there's lots of countries out there where English is spoken, um, but we're just now starting to see bloggers come up from within those countries. So quite a lot of guys in Zambia now who are Christian and starting to blog, guys in India, Christian and starting to blog. So I think we're going to see some really interesting new voices coming along um, I'd hate it if we bailed on blogging now, though, before those voices can develop, because I think we got a lot to learn from our brothers and sisters elsewhere in the world. Right. Yeah, that's 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 so true. That's so true. I never thought about the other countries and and things like that. That that, that kind of broadens the spectrum some. Um, so for those that are listening and myself uh, that that, you know, I guess should get into blogging or, you know, should should try to make that attempt. Um, cause I'll be honest, I was asked to 
write a blog for uh, Reformation 21. Uh, big shout out to Nick Bassick for the opportunity. Um, but I found it very difficult. Like I was struggling. Um, and then when I finally was able to piece something together, uh, Nick was like, yeah, we're going to make this an interview. <laughs> like it just say, so for those that are looking at it as this, this great challenge, uh, what, what tips do you have for them and for me? Sure. Well, first writing's not for everybody. Not everybody's a writer. So, um, some people try and they find that they're not good at it or they find they don't enjoy it. And that's fine. There's nothing in the Bible that says that must write. So it isn't for anyone. Um, Second is writing difficult. It takes time to develop the skill, time to develop the voice. So I think a lot of people write two or three things. They find it's hard. They find they didn't get much of a response, and so they give up. Um, but that's just not life, right? There's there's not many people who really strike gold their first first time trying something. So for most people, you got to commit to the the big picture of it. Like I really want to grow as a writer. I want to find my voice. I want to. Uh, help other people understand some of what the Lord's been teaching me. There's lots of good reasons to blog. So if you find some of those and and then commit to it for a longer period of time, that's where I think um, we'll start to develop some some good good writers with good voices who have a lot to say. Um, beyond that, right. it's just it's just the discipline of writing. It is a discipline. It's it's something that you have to do sometimes even when you don't feel like it. Sometimes you've got to force yourself to do it, and then you find your voice. So it's hard, um, especially when you're starting out, just like anything else. Right, right. Yeah. And and all of that makes total sense. You know, again, go back to the whole microwave generation and quick fix. And because I, I Googled and I watched videos about blogging. <laughs> so that that makes a lot of sense, man. You have to put the work in. Um, yeah. So and one thing writers could, are very, very good at is writers are amazing at finding excuses to do everything but write. So you'll spend 40 hours <laughs> creating this perfect looking website in order to put your writing on the website. But in the meantime, you could have done a quick site and done 39 hours of writing. Um, so, you know, we're very, very good at just finding every reason not to just sit down and do the hard work of, of tapping out words. And then, of course, this social media always on world uh, doesn't help things any with constant distractions oh yeah for sure for sure yeah that 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 is true that is true um uh i also i can't talk about blogging without shouting out uh i call him our big brother here at the bar network daryl uh harrison uh which i think is an excellent blogger i mean he does uh great work um and, and it's amazing because like He'll send me a link or something, or 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 he'll send me a, a attachment. It's like, yeah, thought about this last night and came up with this, or man, this was on my heart, and it'd be like this immaculate, you know, blog with great words. And I'm like, man, you you just thought about that, you know, just just seeing that, I guess, kind of is a intimidating for us, I guess, newcomers because we were like, you know, I don't even know how to put the words together or anything like that. So, no, that that is very encouraging. But I think you said you're an athlete, and I've heard about athletes before. Um, so I think you, you athlete types find that as you practice things, they become easier, right? So things that you that that when you were first learning your athletic endeavor felt really hard and looked really gawky, but the longer you did it, the the easier it became and it started to look really fluid and natural, right? And I think it's the same with That's writers. True. After a time, we've just developed that muscle memory, if you will, and it becomes that much easier now to do the work of getting an idea down. But that comes through through the hard work and through the practice. 
No, nah, that's 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 very true. Very, very true. You you just helping me not have an excuse. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> yes, sir. So uh I guess you know we talked about it. You're gonna encourage me to blog and 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 I'm gonna try, but I told you the only step was you know you have to be my editor, like you know, I that's something I'm putting on the air so everybody can hear it. So, you know, I want you to, to, to know I've already hired you for that. It's no pay, but uh, you've been hired. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. You send it All along. All right, man. We'll make All sure right. it's, it's worthy. We'll make sure it's printable. Whatever it takes. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. You, you guys heard that. I won't call that, Nick so, uh, on you and be like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> right, right. I, well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. You could turn Batsig into you know, a verb, you know? Yeah, you could. Yeah. <laughs> Don't want to Nick Bassick you, man, you know. <laughs> Love it. Uh, yes, sir. Nick's my guy, man. That's a great guy. But um, you've also, uh, since the last time we've talked, man, you, you went into uh, uh, vlogging, the V word, the V, the yeah. videos, man. You actually encouraged me to get in videos, you know, with Facebook and all of that and, um, and, and I've I've loved the, the the series that you were doing with the different teachers, man. So let's talk about that a little bit. What what uh, inspired that first, and then uh, talk about you know some of the things you've been doing for my listeners that might have missed it. Sure, yeah. So one of the consequences of typing constantly for the last fifteen years has been some uh, repetitive motion um, pain in my hands, and at certain points it got uh, painful enough I really couldn't type much, and so. I thought, well, why don't we just try doing some video? Now, I do not like being on video. I'm very happy to be the guy who's invisible on the other <laughs> side of the screen. So that was a real a real shove for me. But I thought, you know, let's just try it. Um, and, you know, I don't, I can't say I love doing video, but um, managed to do some, some talking head type stuff, just answering people's questions. And then also managed to do a uh, series called the Great Sermon Series that I think you were referring to, where I uh, took some of the, mm-hmm. the great sermons from the past 10 or 20 years and uh, just uh, analyzed them, and one very terrible sermon as well, and analyzed them and just uh, tried to help people understand what was going on in these sermons and what made them so great. Um, thankfully, at the time, there was a, a guy who goes to a church near here, great guy who was able to help me with that. And um, so I think the the series came together really nicely. Yeah, it was really good. And it's funny. I'm glad you brought up the one that the one that wasn't great, because I think I tagged a whole bunch of people in that one and copied it on my page. Like, you know, it was uh, it was wasn't it Joel? Joel Osteen? I'm trying to remember. It was. Yeah. Yeah. It was the Joel Osteen, The Power of I Am, his infamous, terrible sermon that Oprah said was so wonderful and got all this acclaim, got turned into a book, but it was a truly horrific sermon. And uh, so we just tried to, to show why a little bit. Just as we tried to show what right. made the good sermons good, we wanted to show what made the terrible sermon terrible. Gotcha. So uh, with the with the videos continue, or uh, is there anything that you can talk about that's coming up? Yeah, um, I'm going to keep doing some video. Um, hands are feeling a little better, so I'll probably ramp up the articles a little bit more. Um, in terms of things like the Great Sermon Series, I'd love to do more of that. The guy who's working on it with me got hired full-time at his church, so he and I haven't been able to do anything together since. So if I were to find a guy who could do that kind of motion graphic stuff with me, 
then absolutely I'd love to do more of that kind of stuff. Um, until I find that guy, I'm probably just going to have to stick with the simpler stuff. Sadly. Gotcha. So if you're in, yeah, yeah. If you're in Canada and you videographer, Tim is looking for somebody, uh, call me yet. Just kidding. <laughs> but reach out to Tim. He, his, his email is on his, his blog. Uh, definitely reach it. out to him. So, so right here, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. What's up, everybody? I'm John. And I am Joe. And we are the hosts of the Pastor Discussions podcast. And we like to call it your weekly conversation on doctrine, faith, and the Christian life. Because that's exactly what it is. And because you're listening to this commercial, you have already found some bar podcasts, and we are part of the Bar Podcast Network. And new episodes of our shows drop every Monday, so we invite you to check them out. We're just a couple of rural pastors that sit down and have discussions about different topics and work through things together. And we want you to come join us in the discussion. You can find out more by visiting pastordiscussions.com or subscribe on Stitcher or iTunes. It's <laughs> good. Um, I can I can edit this. <laughs> I can edit this. All right, we're back in here with my good friend, Mr. Tim Chalice, and uh, having a great conversation uh, about productivity, about blogging, about vlogging. And uh, and Tim, I just want to tell you, man, I, I really uh, I appreciate our connection and friendship. Um, I think it was last year when you stopped by the booth and we were able to talk, you know, while a session was going on and, and, um, yeah. and, and you was real transparent and honest with me and and i appreciate that even you know we was talking about how the bar you know people think the b stands for black and (laughs) and all of that man that was that was a really eye-opening conversation man so i I just want to say that publicly i appreciate um the connection man um and and i guess on kind of a usually i do the signature question but before i get into it man i want to uh kind of put you on the spot as far as uh uh you know your thoughts on what we have going on here at the bar and the network, man, just what do you see? What do you observe? Um, just kind of the same conversation, but you know, for my audience. What do I observe at the bar is, well, I'll be honest. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, so don't hate me, but I don't commute Never. anymore. So I just don't have, that's where I used to listen to podcasts. So, but no, I think I'm excited to see Different people in all different uh, walks of life, all different parts of uh, America, parts of Canada, just crossing every spectrum, focusing on sound doctrine. And I think at a time where there's just so much division in the Christian world, it really is doctrine done right that's going to bring unity, right? We have to agree on the foundational doctrines of the Christian faith. And so I'm excited to to hear you teaching those and leading others in those. And uh, just broadly, as I look across North America and beyond, I had this amazing year last year. Where I got to travel to 24 different countries, I believe it was, wow. and just see the, the church around the world and, and just to see that the gospel soaking in across the world and, and people um, in all their different walks of life and all their different spheres, all their different areas of interest, focusing on this common thing that binds us together. The gospel of Jesus Christ is amazing. So I'm, I'm grateful that, uh, you're plugging away in, in your part, just as I'm plugging away in mine and, uh, trusting that somehow the Lord is drawing all these little pieces together into something 
big and, and amazing for his glory. Right, right. Yeah, that's that's awesome, man. And uh, it's funny because it's I guess today is Thursday, January the 24th. And I just want to shout out this guy. He's actually in um, in Canada as well. Uh, Mr. Or I guess Aaron Walters. They made a like really big bar order. And uh, if you listen to the show, I just want to tell you, I'm, I'm grateful. Thank you. They bought like a whole bunch of shirts. They may be delivering it to you, Tim. I don't even know, but um, right. <laughs> somebody, sure somebody in Canada. Family. Yeah, man. Yeah. So uh, yeah, big shout out to them, man. So I'm gonna ask you the signature questions. I asked them to you before, uh, but I'm sure some things may have changed. Probably not the first question, but maybe the second too. Um, first signature bar question is: What kind of music do you listen to? You still listen to folk? I'm just kidding. Go ahead. I'm going to look forward to you asking that question to Sam. Um, I listen to, lately I've been listening to a lot of Switchfoot. How's that? <laughs> That's perfect. I love it. Uh, okay. That's a good one. <laughs> Next signature bar question is. <laughs> uh, what was the pause there? Did I, I thought I knocked you off your seat or something. <laughs> You did for a second. I was not expecting it. I, hey, I respect it. I was I was not expecting it. But <laughs> listen, when Switchfoot brought out their first album in two thousand one or whatever it was, I was there at the Christian bookstore and I bought it. And I've I've loved and admired them ever since, and sort of been on this long journey where I know they're going to quit before too much longer. You know, they're going to get too old to rock mm-hmm. or whatever. But it's just been this amazing. Just they've been with me through so much of life, just kind of in the background, the the soundtrack of my life. So I'm. I'm really thankful for them and thankful for a, a band of guys who are Christian, who've never been, you know, a Christian yes. band in the sense of doing worship, but also guys who have, who have just constantly inserted their beliefs into their music. And I think a really helpful, positive way. So there you go. No, that's that's legit, man. You you didn't have to explain. That's legit. I just was surprised you said it. It's all good. <laughs> All right, Maybe I should man. ask what so, you were expecting me. What were you expecting me to say? Well, I mean, I think last time you mentioned like some kind of a folk music or something. I can't remember, man. But hey, I just I going. thought you was going down that. Okay, all right. It's cool. It's cool, man. Hey. <laughs> so uh what book or books are you currently reading? I have just finished up biographies of Selena, Countess of Huntingdon, and William Wilberforce, and John Knox. So I, I've been reading lots of biographies. i got this church history project underway. So just been uh, living in the past in that way. just read a couple of fascinating ones about the beginning of the Azusa Street Revival, the early Pentecostals in the early 1900s in California. And yeah, I've just been drowning in church history. It's been amazing. Awesome. Awesome. Good stuff. Last signature bar question, which you actually already answered, um, is podcasts. You say you don't listen to podcasts, you don't have to commute, and then any uh, audio sermons that you may listen to, if any? No. No, I don't listen to sermons. I, I, I listen to my sermon on Sunday, of course, uh, pastor's preaching. Beyond that, I don't really listen to sermons. It's not, I don't know, can I say this? It's not my preferred form of communication. Like, I love it on a Sunday morning. Uh, but I tend mm-hmm. not to listen to a lot of sermons through the week. I'd rather read. So I read good books, and uh, that's how I continue my Bible intake, my intake of, of good ideas. 
no, that's 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 a good good answer. Um, I have a lot of a lot of guys that I have on. Uh, they say they don't listen, but they'll read. They like to read old sermons. Um, I yeah. guess you know some of Spurgeon's work or whatever. So no, that's 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 a legit legit answer. Um, yeah, I guess I'm I'm gonna add a question. <laughs> right. I usually it's usually the, the, the top three, but you know you're my buddy, um, right. and and it's funny because. Uh, I was thinking about this the other day. Um, so since you don't necessarily listen to sermons or podcasts, what blogs would you shout out? <laughs> uh, I, I read probably close to 300 blogs, um, which is a little insane, but I like to read a lot or at least follow a lot so I can find a few good articles every day and share those with people. Um, so I've got a few favorites. Um, Nick Batzig would actually be one of those. I think I've given him a lot of shout-outs over the years. Um, I, I read a lot of uh, blogs by people overseas, missionaries, or people in different parts of the world, and I do that. Largely, I just find it, it fascinating to, to hear the Christian life and Christian faith from people in different parts. So again, some of those are missionaries dealing with experiences, uh, new experiences for them, and others from... Uh, people in, uh, well, just all, all parts of the world. So, and I've really been trying to deliberately grow that group of people. So if you follow the a la carte feature on my blog for the course of a couple of weeks, I think you'll run into a lot of different writers from a lot of different parts of the globe. And I uh, hope you enjoy that because I think there's a lot of good writers out there just being discovered or waiting to be discovered. Right. Right. Good. Good deal. All right, Tim, man. I, I appreciate you coming on the show, taking time out of your busy schedule. Very grateful, very humbled. Um, and uh, I guess as we exit, uh, anything you want to say to the listeners, uh, any words of encouragement or anything you want to say, I'm going to give you the floor to do that here. Sure. Maybe just circle back to where we began, which is just think about the big purpose of life and think about the joy that's yours in Christ if you choose to live your life for the glory of God by doing good to others. Just think about that life. You don't have to read my book or, or follow my stuff to do that, but just think about what it would mean to you and the people around you if you just very deliberately aimed your life, targeted your life at doing good to others, trusting that all the while that is what will most glorify God. There's, there's a, a lot of joy and, and a good life to be lived there if you'll pursue it. Amen. Yes, sir. Good stuff. Appreciate it again to the listeners. Thank you guys for listening to your favorite podcast, the Bar Podcast. Um, make sure you guys check out all of the shows on the Bar Podcast Network. You got us on Tuesday. You also got past the discussion on Monday, just thinking on Wednesday. And uh, bars will be back on Thursdays and Friday. You can catch up and make sure you read some blogs and write blogs in between all that. Oh, yeah. Before I go, man, I want to thank you for shouting out Kaleoscope. Uh, I think you, you mentioned them as being a, a good blog on something you had posted. Uh, so big shout yep. out to Miss Ariel uh, doing her thing. She's part of the, the networker team. So I want to make sure I shout her out as well. Uh, make sure you guys pick up the bar gear thebargear.com pick up your shirts your hats your beanies buy something for tim send it to him so he can rock it next year at g3 bar day that's on friday maybe i need to come up with a tie i heard you guys had to wear like a, a coat and tie so come up with a bar tie and uh and we'll get that to you uh tim what, what you think about that that's that would it. be Good great. Deal. It is a very formal event. I have one suit that I haul out of the closet every year for that event. So. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Good stuff, man. 
Uh, good deal. Again, guys, thank you again. Tim, thank you again. And until next time, we out. God bless. What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here, the bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get a invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there